startuprad.io. Your podcast and YouTube blog covering the German startup scene with news, interviews, and live events. Guys, hello and welcome everybody for the first interview in, I do believe, two, two and a half years in person. We are right now here close to Frankfurt in Eschborn in a co-working space. I would like to welcome Fabiana. Hey, Fabiana, how are you doing? Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm doing well. I'm um, very pleased to be here in this interview and uh, also after so long time uh, having the pleasure of uh, meeting you in person. Yeah, totally my pleasure. We tried a few times and we had technical difficulties that didn't work out. But nonetheless, we are now today here to get you interviewed. Again, this interview is in our series with Invest in Hessen, um, our sponsor of today. Go down here in the show notes and have a look um, what they can offer you. Um, I was checking your LinkedIn profile a little bit and you have a PhD in chemistry. I found this very interesting and I was wondering how you got to this uh, place, why you did a PhD in chemistry um, and the first thought I had in my life was, did you already like to blow things up as a kid? Uh, yes, yes, that was uh, where it started. Uh, I started uh, mixing things uh, together and seeing what was happening when I was uh, a little kid. And so that's where my passion for chemistry started. And uh, seeing what was uh, coming out, what was uh, the result was uh, very interesting for me and fascinating. Then it evolved uh, uh, as um, during my studies, uh, I, I decided to study chemistry, uh, physical chemistry, then in the end, and I uh, did my PhD in chemistry, also working with polymers, uh, working uh, with uh, uh, different uh, type of materials. Uh, this was very fascinating for me since uh, my studies. Uh, and of course, I continued during my career because I spent all my career in polymers, uh, starting at BSF, uh, then Lionel Basel, and then with DuPont, and then uh, with biopolymers uh, since now uh, about seven years. And this resulted in uh, the new venture CO2 BioClean. We're already talking about the company, but let's take a step back because you talked about polymers. Uh, for everybody who doesn't have a PhD in chemistry, could you a little bit explain what this is? For me, uh, disclaimer, I don't have a degree in chemistry, but for me, uh, polymers would be plastics. Um, I would say yes, polymer plastics are type of polymer, but not only. There are a lot of polymers in everyday life, for example, uh, uh, in the food, there are a lot of polymers in the food. There are a lot of polymers in the creams. If you think about your uh, your day, uh, you use a lot of polymers from the time when you wake up. Um, you might use a cream or detergent and this contains polymers. Then in the food there are polymers. In the detergents for the house there are polymers. In the it's computer, there are polymers because these are, of course, are plastics and so on. So we are surrounded by polymers and they really uh, are part of, um, of, uh, of our life, of a modern life. Mm, I see, see. And um, so you worked with polymers. You did your PhD in chemistry in Italy and then you came to Germany for the Max Planck Institute. You did something that is called a postdoc. 
Um, can you explain us what this is and what you did there? Yeah, so actually, in, in my postdoc at Max Planck in Mainz, uh, I did um, uh, work with uh, again with uh, polymers, with some special polymers that are used uh, in uh, for optics uh, that are a part of uh, screens, uh, of televisions and computers. And what I did there, I did uh, some development uh, for making, uh, let's say, those polymers uh, usable in uh, real life applications. And that was uh, already one of the projects uh, um, that brought me to get closer to the industry, closer to uh, the real applications, so making uh, polymers usable in everyday life. That was really challenging and very interesting. Mm -hmm. And I've seen then you also added an MBA on that, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yes, I, I did my MBA later, uh, let's say, uh, about uh, 10 years, a uh, bit less than 10 years after my PhD, uh, because uh, I was uh, interested in understanding more about economics uh, and uh, how uh, the economics actually uh, works in detail and uh, being able to develop uh, uh, more also in that, in that sense, being aware of the business case uh, uh, of the substances the chemicals I was working with and also be more uh, into the administration and uh, the topics that are necessary for uh, for running a business. Mm -hmm. you, you talked already about a few businesses you worked for. What I found pretty fascinating, you've been working for the European Commission, right? Uh, yeah, I've been acting as advisor in the early years when uh, the European Commission started to build uh, these large programs as uh, Horizon 2020. I, uh, I was probably one of the few um, advisors uh, and I uh, had to review to a due diligence on the projects and I found that very fascinating because uh, you could see that there was a European community being built, a lot of innovators from different countries with different backgrounds and that was really very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and of course you also uh, stopped by, like uh, you already said, BASF, which is a big chemical company not too far away from here, uh, DuPont. Y you also had a stint at, in consulting at Capgemini? Uh, yes, I worked for uh, like something less than a year uh, at, at Capgemini uh, for consulting for chemicals. I would say then after the consulting I got back to the, to the industry where I, I belong to. Mm -hmm. Okay, I see. And you already talked about CO2 BioClean. That's a startup we're going to talk about today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what's the idea behind it and how you came up with the idea? Uh, so the idea behind uh, CO2 BioClean is uh, to use uh, CO2, which is, uh, of course, uh, well known as a a problem for, for because it causes global warming. So using CO2 for making biopolymers. So we started working on CO2 BioClean on biopolymers. So our problem was to solve the sourcing for biopolymers. So we started working with the co-founder Alessandro Caffagnini on several processes for producing these biopolymers. And uh, we found that CO2 is actually uh, very clean 
and lean way of uh, sourcing biopolymers, uh, as PHA biopolymers in particular, and uh, work more on the technology. And of course, uh, this developed basically the idea, this was the core idea of COC BioClean. Uh, we saw that actually this technology is very promising, that uh, it works, and uh, uh, the products have very interesting applications. They are very versatile, they can be used for several types of of uh, scopes, for example, they can be used as plastics, they can be used as ingredients, so they have really a wide range of applications. And uh, so this is how this was um, a start. We started looking at um, biopolymers and their applications and uh, technologies that enable the production of these biopolymers in a sustainable way and also in an efficient way. So if you talk about biopolymers here, um, I, again, like uh, for uh, somebody who is not from the industry, that would be something that feels and looks and in some cases can be used like plastic, but in the end it's not totally made out of crude oil or uh, parts of it are not made out of crude oil, they're made out of, um, of CO2, right? Yes, yeah, exactly, exactly. CO2, let's say it's a main carbon source. It, of course, it's not only CO2 uh, because you need a sort of uh, set of uh, reagents, but I think it's not what we are going to talk today about. Uh, the, the biopolymers uh, that we produce are not sourced from oil. So this was uh, actually a um, very important starting point for us because uh, um, I personally believe uh, there is need for sustainable materials that are sourced in a way that doesn't impact negatively the environment. And CO2 is, 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 a, is a way of sourcing. Of course, some CO2 can be still petrochemical because if it's coming from a petrochemical process, it was originally oil, but uh, there is no more, uh, let's say, fresh oil or fresh uh, um, material that needs to be used for, for this um, production. It's basically, um, it's a, we use the CO2 when it's a waste, when it's an emission that otherwise would cause global warming in the environment. So in this sense, uh, the, the sourcing concept is very sustainable. And the biopolymers, uh, PHA is a sort of natural biopolymer, uh, which means also doesn't have any issues with safety and if it's used in plastics or in other applications uh, doesn't cause any harm to the environment and uh, to the people, so which is also very important. Do I understand it right? So basically, um, just for me as non-chemist, uh, I think there's a long tube. At one point, um, uh, industrial complex filters out CO2, puts it in the tube, and on the other side, at the end of your process, there comes something out that is granular, and it looks like plastic, and you can use it in a lot of different applications. Would that be the right approach to think about it? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that, that's, that's quite a, a good approach. Yes, you can uh, imagine uh, like a I like making uh, the example when you're cooking, uh, you put the ingredients in uh, and then you get, uh, you get the polymers out. So that, that's a good way of probably describing it. Uh, in 
practically the gases comes into our reactor, which is a sort of pot, and then we get out some solid that can be used as plastics. So the, the idea is to use these polymers instead of the ordinary plastics that we, we see every day, so to replace them in other worlds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I do understand your process is already patented and can you talk a little bit about the scalability so basically how much co2 can you put right now in and how much usable you called it biopolymer comes out at the other end uh, sure sure first uh, you're correct our process is patented um, we have um, several uh, uh, applications that are uh, now uh, going in the examining phase very soon. Uh, we've got positive reports, so we are very confident on this on this side. And um, going to the scalability, uh, of course, we are doing a lot of work uh, with, on, on the scalability. That's where our efforts are mostly focused uh, at the moment. And uh, basically, uh, with the conversion, um, we, uh, we obtain about uh, half of weight of polymer with respect to the CO2 that we put in. So if we put um, uh, in one kilo of CO2, we obtain approximately half a kilo of polymer, just roughly. Mm. Uh, currently, when I think about it, I don't think there is like a large deficit of CO2 because I currently do believe you can get it uh, pretty cheap and there's a lot of people who want to get rid of it so that shouldn't be a problem what i've seen on your website is that you're currently working with uh getting those biopolymers into clothing into sustainable clothing right yes yes exactly that's uh, the main objective also of the european project uh, under the ec accelerator co2 textile that will start very soon, probably already next month. Um, and uh, yes, so this, this is the first uh, product that we, we are going to upscale. And uh, basically, uh, with our polymers, we produce some textiles that uh, can, uh, can be used, for example, uh, uh, T-shirts or foulard. Uh, socks, so these are the trials that have been already made, but of course we want to have a, a broader uh, spectrum of applications. Uh, this is the first, the first end use, and, but it's not only the only one, because uh, uh, we want also to look at um, applications for packaging, where packaging is a big issue because uh, you use uh, the packaging and then you waste it, so having a biodegradable packaging is also a big advantage. So. Uh, the first application is textile, uh, which is very important for us and we believe it's very important also for the society because uh, when you um, wash your clothes, if it's synthetics, you release microfabric, microfibers and microfabrics in the environment, in the wastewater, whereas if you have a biodegradable uh, uh, fiber, you don't release anything uh, that lasts more than half a year in the water and this is of course uh, a big difference in terms of poll pollution in, in the seas. And uh, this is a um, very important point for us for making the fibers and a very important point uh, for the sustainability of these materials. So 
But of course, this is the first uh, milestone, and we plan to uh, to start there and then uh, uh, broaden up uh, uh, our portfolio. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. And um, you talked about biodegradability. That means uh, you don't throw it somewhere and it lasts for a few hundred years, but it basically you throw it like um, in the environment. You, you, you should not do that, just, just theoretically speaking. And how long would it take until it disappears? Uh, let's say it takes less than one year. So it disappears both in the soil and uh, in composting environment, of course, and but also in the water. That's I mean, uh, mostly uh, the, the focus because uh, uh, sometimes you can't prevent uh, accidental uh, um, spill of, uh, of plastic waste and it always ends up in the water sooner or later. So this is uh, really a, a big advantage of having uh, Uh, biodegradable material. So. Mm-hmm. I see. And you already said there's no microfiber, no microplastic from this that goes into the ocean and survives more than half a year. So, so no plastic trash islands anymore. Um, and of course, um, you already talked about scalability. I've seen you guys got funded. You received 6.6 million euros from the European Innovation Council Accelerator. Is that money you use to further the scalability of your process? Yes, exactly. That's, uh, that's the point of this funding. Uh, this is basically for upscaling our processor and in particular for the application of textile. Uh, with this funding, uh, we will demonstrate the technology uh, at uh, in the at industrial scale, so a small uh, a small demonstration plant uh, in Industrial Park Hoechst that enables to demonstrate uh, all uh, um, the relevant parameters of the process, and so then build a full scale plant uh, in the future. Um. When you talk about a small-scale plant, everybody who is not from this area, the industrial park Hooks is something like you drive by for five to ten minutes. Uh, what size are we talking about here? Like a football field, uh, like a normal-sized living room, or like a couch? Uh, we are talking about uh, uh, an apartment, let's say, um, approximately a bit less than 200 square meter in total. So that's, that's about the size that we, we will use, uh, um, split into three containers. Uh, and this is, uh, let's say, uh, a small, small plant and, of course, very small in comparison with the, the industrial site uh, in Hoechst. Um, basically, the idea is there you try and basically everything you learn then helps you to do it really on industrial scale, getting CO2 into biodegradable uh, biopolymers, as you called it. Yes, exactly, exactly. Everything that we try there uh, and we develop there will uh, then uh, be implemented uh, at uh, full scale. So that's, that's our goal. Of course, uh, full scale, we start uh, from small and then we go to large. Uh, but the next uh, um, installation should be already a full scale one. Now we get into the interesting part for the investors here. Uh, you talk about you already have funding um, to build up a small plant and um, everybody who would be interested in investing in you. How are you guys currently financed and what 
what would you be looking for in terms of an investor? Innovation Council, um, I would say it's, uh, it's closed and of course there is possibility for private investors to participate to, to this uh, Uh, to this round and co-invest, which is also something that the European Commission um, is very happy to see. So to have uh, a mixed participation of uh, public and uh, private capital. Uh, so, and this is also something that uh, the European Commission will support uh, during uh, the journey of uh, the European uh, Innovation Council. Um, Let's say this is the current round where we are very happy to partner also with investors. Uh, the investors will be uh, in, in the group of, um, of the European uh, Commission, so will be all under the same roof. Um, and uh, of course, this is the first uh, financing round. After this financing round, there will be a second financing round. Uh, which is needed for building a, um, a large plant, so a full-scale plant. Uh, on this round hasn't started yet uh, because uh, we need to get uh, the, the uh, let's say, small plant up and running uh, to plan uh, thoroughly the, the next step. But uh, uh, most likely next year we will open uh, the next round and uh, we are very keen of um, welcoming investors uh, and uh, working with them uh, for making the full-scale plan for successful. Awesome. Um, today, our interview is sponsored by Invest in Hessen. And um, I would be also interesting, interested in your perspective as an entrepreneur from abroad who came to Germany and started a company here and what you would wish for um, in terms of from the regional government from the state government uh, but first the most important question you're living here in and around frankfurt for qu quite some time now is there good italian food around yes of course there are excellent italian restaurants so <laughs> i can uh, only say that that's really uh, top uh, i don't miss italian food in frankfurt <laughs> Great. And what was your experience to settle here, to set up the company here? And what would you wish for uh, from the decision makers in the state? So actually, I must say that uh, um, especially from uh, the, the group Hessen um, Trade Invested, we had a very good support uh, that uh, we started talking to them really uh, after the, the company was uh, incorporated already two years back. Um, and uh, we, we had a lot of support uh, uh, in terms of uh, network because they provided very valuable contacts to us in, in terms of uh, opportunities to present our company uh, as uh, we were introduced to, to many occasions where we could uh, uh, present in front of investors uh, or um, um, just uh, be part of a larger community of startups so this was really excellent and uh, we had strategic advice also on the next step we had very valuable discussions uh, on uh, uh, what is the next uh, reasonable step uh, why uh, we could do something a little bit different than we planned that of course uh, uh, brings a lot of value to a startup so i, I think this is a great value for us and uh, uh, also has helped us a lot And uh, I must say that uh, the environment uh, in Frankfurt uh, was very friendly and also very collaborative and easy for a startup. So 
I think also for a foreigner, uh, everybody could um, live with uh, our bad German and uh, could help us and uh, understand us. So um, we really recommend also other foreign startups to, to stay in Germany and uh, in the Frankfurt environment. Mm -hmm. And are there any wishes you would like to address now? Anything that could be better? Uh, disclaimer, we don't get Italian summers here. <laughs> They cannot make that happen. <laughs> okay, then I go to my next wish. Um, so I, I think that uh, uh, now that um, uh, with Corona, uh, we, we are more free to meet uh, in person. So I think that, uh, so like the event today is, um, Is, is, is very valuable so um, meeting up with people discussing having a, uh, having exchanges and also continuing uh, um, the activities that um, we have started so being introduced to to companies uh, with whom we could potentially collaborate and potential investor of course there's a lot of value for us so our wish is actually to keep um, Uh, moving in this direction and uh, uh, keep uh, having the support uh, of uh, Hessen Trade Investors in, in this sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Bottom line, guys, do more events. That is a great uh, closing point. Thank you very much, Fabiana. It was a pleasure. I think uh, the right word was the right uh, term would be mille grazie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was my pleasure. So thank you very much for inviting me and uh, um, great. Uh, Speaking to you. Totally my pleasure. And let's check back, let's say, in a few years, and maybe you could show us around in your small plant. <laughs> Absolutely. That's all, folks. Find more news, streams, events, and interviews at www.startuprad.io. Remember, sharing is caring.